Welcome to the Fitz Life Unfiltered Podcast with Kim and Jamie Fitzpatrick, former employees turned successful online entrepreneurs, speakers, parents, and couple. Thank you for tuning in. We know your time is valuable, and their goal is to help you live abundantly, provide value and tips on achieving physical, mental, spiritual, and financial wealth while navigating this crazy-ass thing we call life. Are you ready? Let's go! We are back. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey. Okay, today we are talking about anxiety. Look, hold on. Before we talk about that. Yes. Look at those cheetah pants. <laughs> Do wow. you like them? I know. They're pretty, wow. fan- they're pretty fantastic. I rolled from working out to podcast recording, which I am ready for. But I want to... Yeah, I want to talk about cheetah pants. I don't want to talk about cheetah pants because this is a meaty topic. Oof. I want to firstly say a hard one. that we are not therapists. Nope. We are not, uh, we are no medical profession. We are not qualified um, to give any advice in how to um, deal with any uh, disorders or any Me- of mental, those things, mental health, mental issues. health issues. We are really just sharing our experience. Yeah. That's what we will continue to stay with. And, and, and I'll say before, we even get into it and, and not that we're going to talk too deep about it, but before we get into it, it's like, look, I always want to encourage people if you're listening and especially the last 12 months we've all had um, really hard times for people, you know, people losing jobs on top of regular life that happens normally. And this is, we're saying you, from 2020 and 2021. Yeah. It, I, I think, you know, I always encourage people to, um, it's Friday right now. Um, and some people love going into the weekends. There's a lot of people who don't like going in the weekends because it might mean they're alone and they don't, they're not going to work and stuff like that. I just reach out to people that you might, you might need to, they might need a hello from you. Right. And, uh, I always encourage people to reach out to people that you haven't connected with in a while. You never know when they might need to hear your voice, get a text message from you. Um, because I think more than ever, we need to communicate with each other. And I know that can sound cliche, but I I really believe that. Um, It's funny. I've the past six months, I've really tried to reconnect with some people from my past, some good buddies growing up and stuff. Not that, and guys are different. Like it's so funny guy, women and men are, and I don't want to sound sexist. I'm just generalizing my experience. Don't at me. Um, Typically men are okay with not talking to each other for long periods of time. And then you connect and it's so normal. And maybe that's the same with women. I don't, maybe not, but I think so. But like, I've just, I've, I've, I've had fun connecting with a few people from my past the last little while. And we, we kind of lost connection over the last decade or so. And it's, that's, it's been really fun. Um, so yeah, I would just encourage you and, and people need to hear from you. They really do. People need to hear from each other mm-hmm. right now and support, especially when we're not physically seeing each other. So I just wanted to start with that a little bit. I love that. It's a really good, it's really good advice. I always say, if you have someone on your heart, send them a message Yeah, really quick. Just send that email, send that text. How you doing? Um, how you doing? I hope you're great. I just, you were on my heart today. Yes. That will that has changed people's lives it has saved people's lives i love getting a message when someone says to me hey if they said hey i was thinking about you or hey so and so were talking about you yesterday and it's as long as it's a good thing but like i know <laughs> but i love getting yeah. those messages people like oh you were i just i felt compelled to send you a message you were on my i love that yeah. you know it makes it, you feel good it does so so be also that that person that does that but you know i think i think one of the things we want to share today and Jamie and i each um walk through our own our own stuff 
independently mm. and uniquely. Um, obviously, like everybody does. I just I don't don't mean to interrupt you. But I think, and I hope people don't get the feeling like because we have a podcast, because we do this, because we sit and talk to each other and quote unquote give people advice. Good God, I hope you never think that we think we know it all. Or this is just our whole goal with this is sharing our experiences and the hopes that they help you cope with whatever you're going through, yeah. inspire you anything. But my God, we get it so wrong sometimes in so many areas. Right. And the failures. And so I just, I, I wanted to preface that. I hope people don't think that it's just, we love to share. And I think sharing our failures and the bullshit is the stuff where people learn from not the successes. So a hundred percent. And I, I also think that personal equals universal. Yeah. So the more personal that you are, or we are or people are the more universal you are. And I think, I think we live in a society right now that tries to keep perfection at the forefront. And what we've been learning specifically, I mean, we both run online social media businesses. We've, mm. we run wellness companies. And I, one of the things that I I've known, to be so true is, and I hear this time and time again, is that you, are, Kim, you are exactly who you are in real life is exactly how you show up on your social media. And whether or not you're having a shitty day, you're struggling, you are crying, you are feeling weak, you are feeling vulnerable, you are feeling broken, or you are feeling so strong and you are feeling like you're in control and you're feeling like you're your habits are, you're slaying your habits. Either way, we're going to show up. And I think that that's important is to know that you can be both and, right? You can be strong and also struggling. You can be yeah. working and growing on improving yourself and also dealing with anxiety. You can be both. And that doesn't mean that you are weak. And that doesn't mean that you are ill-equipped. And it certainly doesn't mean that you can't go trace, chase your dreams. I was going to say, and I've, I've said this before, and I think I said it on one of our other episodes is like, you're just cause you're bending a little bit. I won't say you're broken, but you know, I don't like that. Kim, no doesn't, broken. Kim doesn't like that term, but just because you've, you've someone's tried to break you or tried to make you bend, it doesn't mean you're not capable. Mm -hmm. it, it does not do it. Does, and I think that's the mistake people make. That, yeah. Right. They, 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 it's like, like we've talked about before the story you tell yourself becomes true. Mm -hmm. If you think you're not capable, you won't be. And that's the problem is that no, actually it, I, I would argue the more stuff you've been through, the more capable you are because you've learned from that and grown, man, you got to have grit and some effing toughness in this life to go through stuff. You know what I'm saying? And uh -huh. I, that, oh, but that's absolutely. the mistake people, they don't think they're capable. When in fact, you're the most capable because you've been through the most stuff. But I think what happens is that people go through life and Brendan Bouchard says this beautifully. He says that people live the same 75 years yeah. because they don't stop. They don't reflect. They don't pause. They don't take a moment of silence. They don't think about what they've just walked through. I mean, you've survived your worst days. Yeah. You have survived your worst days right? and shit. You need to start giving yourself credit for that. I'm not saying that you need to sit down and write in your evidence book or your mm -hmm. journal or, you know, your daily, wherever it is that you take a minute to whether it's prior sending, writing out your priorities for the day. I hope at the top of that, and this is something that I write and it's from Bo Eason, players only pass this point. And the reason why I write that, and then the other thing that I write is it's on its way. So I write it's on its way. And that's from Gabrielle Bernstein. And there's two reasons why I write those two things at top. Number one, I need to be reminded daily to keep going. And what I mean by keep going, it means keep showing up, 
keep leaning in, keep taking care of myself, keep drinking water. There are days, you know, I have a diagnosis of anxiety and PTSD um, that came in two years ago from my registered therapist. And if I'm honest with you, that was the first day I felt normal. I think that for my whole life, I had been struggling with how and hiding how I'm feeling. And it felt, I felt if I was emotional and I was nervous or if I didn't understand something, I felt really, really, really overwhelmed. I felt really, really uncomfortable. And I also felt super misunderstood. And that is a hard battle when you are doubting yourself. I remember walking into the rooms in my corporate world and we'd be at you know, at the end of a conference and everyone's there and we're hobnobbing at the end of the day. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What am I going to talk about? And I was terrified that I, yes, that I didn't have, like after a while I felt better, but it was- You're very social. Yeah, but it's also anxiety producing for me when I get into a conversation and then I'd I'd go back to my hotel room and be like, (gasps) what did I say? Did I I say everything okay? Did I say everything right? Did I say everything wrong? I remember our wedding day. I woke up thinking about every single guest on the guest list and did I say hi to them? Right. That like that killed me. Right. Like I remember our honeymoon. Like that's been something that's followed me for a really long time. And 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 having that diagnosis you know, with my therapist two years ago was so freeing because he's like him. He's like, you have just been in survival mode forever. Since childhood. Since childhood. And I could breathe. So you were also labeled as a kid too, right? Oh shit. Like bad labels. So funny. I was having a conversation and with somebody and she's like, oh, well your, your childhood, you were just, you were amazing. I was like, what? I did not hear that. I did not get that. I she's like, no, the real terrible parts were when you were a teenager. I was like, oh. really? <laughs> okay. Well, um, hmm, I don't remember those parts. Cause I just, that's not how I remember my childhood, but I'm glad that's how you remember my childhood. Like there's a real disconnect there. Right. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is anxiety ridden, toxic positivity. Right. Bro, yeah. Let's take off our rose colored toxic positivity glasses and be have open, honest conversations about what really is going on here. And, and that is like, it's hard. It's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me. I want to have an open, honest conversation and I want to continue to have these conversations because it is absolutely bullshit. What you bring into your adult life from unhealed hurts. And, you know, I love this quote. I saw this quote And I saved it and I really want to, you know, hone in on this because I think that it's important to remember that there's layered healing that needs to occur. And for me, I need to figure out how to forgive my parents for not being able to love me the way I needed. And then I need to forgive myself for looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. And that's leveled healing. Yeah. And I think that's part of where my, a lot of my anxiety stemmed from was thinking I was wrong thinking I screwed up, thinking I did, did, said the wrong thing, thinking that someone was talking about me, yeah. thinking that I wasn't good enough. And that killed me. That like, and, and yet I was doing so many great things, but the story I was telling myself was all these other things. And that for me was anxiety ridden. That was really anxiety, um, uh, prom- or what's the word? Like it was just anxiety producing behaviors for me. So, for so sure. let's, let's unpack that. So, it, you know, 
And you, st- you, you still get anxiety. I have anxiety. Um, it's more manageable now. I find yeah. I'm finding I'm, uh, I think I, the more at peace I'm becoming with who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really am. The more at peace I'm, I, it feels, so, it feels refreshing. So where but, did you, yeah. so, so because you could have gone down a lot of different roads. Yeah. And, and my s- therapist, remember what my therapist said? He's like, you should be, you should be divorced in a townhouse, bumping Coke, sipping oh, white, Jesus, why do you say aggressive. Chardonnay? Chardonnay. That's what he told me. Do you heard you were there? Yeah. He's like, you could have gone two different ways. Mm-hmm. You could have healed and, and been, he was, you know, you're healing, you're this, do that. He goes, or I could have seen you bumping Coke. Jeez. And I was like, what? I've never done any of those things. Like, and, but he, and he was being honest though. He's like, listen, he's like, I am a witness to a lot of women that are suffering. Yeah. I am a witness to a lot of women that are not coming forward with their traumas that mm-hmm. are not coming forward with what happened to them that, you know, we are not normalizing therapy and mental health right. and fuck it. Yeah. Start sharing. Shame loves the dark. Cause it just boils underneath, right? It boils underneath. And then you think you failed as a parent, you failed in your marriage, you failed in all these things, but you know, like, no, there's something that's happening for you that you need support with. And I think it's important. It's, to talk it's about interesting that. in the last couple of weeks, maybe last two or three weeks, we've done a few other podcasts, I guess, and team call. And a few people have actually thanked you mm. for talking about having a therapist. They're like, thank you for just normalizing having therapy because everyone views therapy as like, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, no, therapy is part of, it's part of growth and actually moving out of that space that maybe you've been living in a little bit too long or too much, right? Am I, am I wrong or right there? I, I, you know, it's interesting and I want to share this and I'm not sure whether this will, this will relate to anybody, but when I was younger, I was, I was put in therapy and it was a punishment. Right. Like so, how young? well, my mom died when she, when I was 11 month old, months old and mm-hmm. they needed to put me in therapy when I was in kindergarten, walking around saying my mom died, my mom died to everyone. Yeah. Cause I didn't understand. Sure. And then. Right. And so I went to therapy and, and that unfortunately was a string of, oh no, this is all what's wrong with her. Here's all the things that's wrong with her. Um, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget hearing but the I'm, therapist say that to my mom. So, so sorry, let me, let me keep going here. Cause I'm digressing on a, on an emotion there. It just struck me a bit. My point to you is that I never thought I needed therapy. Mm. My point to you is that during college, when I was struggling during uh, my early uh, corporate years and my career years, I was struggling mm-hmm. so bad with, and Jamie, you became a form of a therapist for yeah. me. Right. Like how many you would talk to me for hours about my parents and victim. I remember conversations with my sister and her then husband, and we would spend the entire night talking about how hard everything was like, what a sad, depressing dinner conversation. I'm sorry. I put you through that for that many years, but I needed to talk it out. And I was so afraid of having a therapist somebody else to talk to that I talk to you. And I'm sure that that impacted a lot of things, um, but also helped me heal. Right. And it it made me realize, Oh shit, Kim, you do need to talk to someone else. You also, you also wouldn't have shared that with me or if you didn't think I could have handled it or helped you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people know tolerances and stuff like that. So you obviously kept sharing with me because the feedback I gave you was somehow helpful or positive. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or else you would have stopped maybe sharing that with me. Yeah. So, so, so long story short, though, that's when I think I decided I needed a therapist. But my 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 point, my pain point for therapy was was thinking that, oh, gosh, what if all they do is tell me what I'm wrong at? Right. Because mm, that's what I had the experience right. from. And it's so not that 
it's so not that. And you you will have it's like dating. Yeah, like I've find... had how many therapists am I like a few. so many therapists, right? And uh, different coaches, executive life coaches, meditation coaches. You know, I really believe in getting support for sure. Mm-hmm. It, and as we're sitting here doing a live podcast, I need to call that person. Different yes. than different than different than your therapist because yeah. we need a different person. I emailed you her name. I know you need. I emailed it for you and I left it in your hands because you also can't push therapy. You know, yeah. you can't push therapy on someone. You can't push getting help. Um, and I, I, I need some from what happened. I know I do. You know, I know yeah. that I'm conscious of it. It's just, you know, near death experience. I There's need, layered need, trauma with that. Yeah. And I need to listen to my own advice sometimes. Right. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. So, so I do want to talk about some of the things that come up for me um, specifically when I do feel anxiety. So when I feel a tightened chest or feeling overwhelmed, a lot of the time for me, my anxiety comes from being underprepared. My anxiety comes from thinking I'm not going to do a good enough job on a speech or a presentation or uh, something I need to do with the kids or I'm running out of time or yeah. that, that, that those are usually my anxiety producing type of beh- things because I also want to make sure I'm the best mom. I want to make sure that I'm, and again, the best mom, that's, that's a high bar to set. I want to make sure I'm an incredible, supportive, awesome mom for my kids. And when I feel like, ah, oh, shoot, I, we're running out of time or that's anxiety ridden behavior for me. Yeah. So a couple tools I have is, you know, in order for me to kind of feel grounded, I love tapping. Um, I do. I tap a ton. I love meditation. Um, I have this heart rock crystal, so it's the rose colored crystal and I, I sleep with it every night. You know what? It's so funny. I, I'll be lying in bed and it's like, there's this rock in our bed. It's all over the, no, it's, 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 it's actually like it. Sometimes I hold it. Do you know that? Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's this little heart shaped crystal. That's it's in different parts of the bed sometimes. It does. It brings me peace. And Mm. you know, so that's, those are some things that. You know, I've really made sure that I've had as those are my coping tools, right? I have a weekly therapist appointment as well. That's really been helpful for me. Um, And I just I feel like the other thing when it comes down to anxiety is sleep really, really affected me. Um, I noticed last night. I I stayed up a little bit later last night than I normally do because I did have to get a lot of stuff done because t- yesterday was an incredibly full day like today mm-hmm. is. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed about it is that I was so focused. Mm-hmm. I was like... Yesterday? Yeah. And into the night, I was like, oh, shit, it's because I've been sleeping so well. So I bought an Aura ring, uh, O-U-R-A. Mm-hmm. So for those of people, there's different price points, but there is a sleep data tracking ring. Not sponsored. Don't. <laughs> We're not going like, to give you a code. <laughs> I don't have a code, but this was the best investment I've ever done. And I it has helped me with my sleep. And I found, I found that with my sleep getting better and me prioritizing my sleep, my anxiety has gone down. Yeah. And I'm making better nutrition choices when I'm getting better sleeps. I also find that I'm able, and of course there's research. And again, we are not experts in this, but there is research. You can go research sleep in correlation to anxiety, sleep in relation and correlation to your nutrition and your cortisol. Yeah. I, for me, my experience, the biggest thing for anxiety with me, and I've, I've had panic attacks before. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you've had one, you know how horrific they are. You know, they are, they are. Yeah. Um, for me, a big sleep is huge, but also for me, 
It's what I put into my body. Mm. It's, it, it affects my mood. It just, you know, crap food. We all know it. We all love it. I'm, you know, I'm a foodie. I'm a self-medicator like a lot of people. Um, I can really tell when I don't treat my body right. Oh, God, the, the, I, the anxiety just creeps up. And then, of course, the other part to that is is getting my exercise in. And the anxiety goes up when that goes down. It's just, for me, highly, highly correlated. Highly. And if I really want to have a productive week or really get into it, stop drinking. Because mm. it's, it's, and I know, and and even, sugar too. Even, a, even a little bit, it's like the alcohol for me, that's, that's, it's a massive one. It's a massive one. But, and, and, you know, there, there's stuff, exercise is the easy, well, not easy to do, but easy to do to do that, to, to limit that. But, you know, breath work, find a good breathing program. Mm -hmm. We, we've already talked about meditation before, but even just sitting for a minute and there's so many apps now that you can, that you can download and stuff. And just even without an app, sit and breathe for deep breaths for a minute helps. But um, for me, it's nutrition and exercise. I also think too, and, and you were a huge teacher of this, of me, um, you know, Jamie, before his feet hits the ground, he, he does gratitude and gratitude and anxiety can't coexist. You, they just can't coexist when you're grateful for something. You can't have anxiety around it. When you're so grateful for the work you have, you can't have anxiety for that because mm. you have a job and you have work. When you are grateful that you woke up this morning when others didn't, right? You start to shift your lens with how you're going to feel, how you're going to react, how you're going to respond and, and gratitude's everything. So the five minute journal, I remember you and I started that and that was really my prompts for me actually even starting a morning routine. And what I found when I did start a morning routine, and again, there's so many different ways you can start your own morning routine. And we really recommend that you figure out what would serve you best. So mm -hmm. a couple, a couple books that helped me with that is the Hal Elrod, the miracle morning, Robin Sharma, the 5am club, um, I loved those, but one of the things I noticed directly correlated to my anxiety and how my day was going was how I woke up in the morning. So how I woke up in the morning set the tone for how my day was going to go. So if my kids woke me up, oh God, it was not going to be a good day. I was already behind the eight ball. So if you can kind of get yourself up earlier, even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's 10 minutes and you're doing, you know, three things you're grateful for, three things you know, doing a bit of breath work, you know, really just kind of trying to set your day, set those intentions, set those affirmations. I know it makes such a difference. It's, yeah. And it's not even just anxiety um, gets better with gratitude, but it's, it's, it's really hard to live in victimhood too, right? It's really hard. Oh man. It's yeah. hard to live there when you're, when you become grateful for things. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's hard to, it's hard to be in the poor me state for too long. If you're truly grateful for, the things around you. Um, and that's different for everyone, but, um, hope this helped some bit sharing some of our, our deep thoughts on anxiety and stuff. I know. I feel like we could have talked for a long time, but it's just, sometimes it's just better to keep, keep things short and keep things sweet and just, you know, make sure that you realize you're not alone mm -hmm. in that's, I think just to Jamie's point at the very beginning of this is just, you're not alone. And you know, if you haven't been told, that you are loved, you are so loved. If you don't feel seen, I want you to know how seen you are. If you don't feel like you're good enough, I want you to know that you were born with worth and you already are worthy. So you don't need to strive for that. 
what you can do is put your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your belly, and you can take four really big breaths in and exhale. And when you take those big breaths in, release out those negative thoughts and repeat, I only have room for peace. I only have room for peace because peace is literally a thought away and you are so deserving of that. You have been listening to the Fitz Life Unfiltered podcast with Jamie and Kim Fitzpatrick. Please share this with your friends, family, and everyone looking to level up in their life. Leave a review and smash the shit out of the subscribe button. All resources and contact info are in the episode notes. Thank you for listening.